This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Hey there. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm your other host, Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Lance? Not a whole lot. Ready to do the podcast. Oh, yeah. Podcast 17, no less. The weekly podcast. Dude, we've, we've almost um, actually hit the milestone of two of uh, 20 podcasts. It's a big milestone. Dude, yeah. 20 podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts that, that are so short-lived, they only have like maybe five episodes, and people just give up. We're committed to we're, this. We're, we're persevering. I know. I, there's just a lot of sick and wrong things going on out there in the world, and uh, yeah, we need to... Um, publicize those things the thing that keeps me going is the feedback from the listeners yeah can't say that that enough now you know someone on our myspace page our new myspace page that we put up um someone wrote a really good description of the show and i think his name is the detail fiend and he said that we like really look through the unveil the cracks of our society or something it it was it was very apt did he say we're the wind beneath his wings I think we're his heroes. It was implied. I think we are. Seriously. <laughs> so anyways, dude, how was the weekend? Good? Yeah, it was good. Pretty good? Yeah, Sunny. Lady up in fucking town. weather started turning finally up here. Which is rare. You know, it's funny. Um, well, a story I want to share with the uh, listening audience. Not entirely sick and wrong, but pretty interesting because it doesn't happen all that often. So um, I had to go to this shitty bar on Saturday night. The, uh, the lady was celebrating the end of her play or her musical or whatever that she's in. And there was like a big cast party at this, this, this cabaret bar where they're all sitting around singing show tunes and shit like that. And so um, Wackerly came out with his lady for a little while for like a beer. And then yeah. we're hanging out. It was the end of a long night for us. It was the beginning of the night for you guys. So. Yeah, I, I had just you know, gotten over there. And I showed up for like the last 10 minutes of the musical. But I was there in time for the cast party. So uh, my turn to do show tunes wasn't up for like at least an hour. So I went outside to go smoke a cigarette with uh, Wackerly, and uh, you you ended up just taking off. And well, after the cigarette. Well, yeah, you you smoked a cigarette and you're with your lady, and she wanted to jet. So you guys left, and it must not have been like maybe three minutes after you left. Remember, I was talking to that hippie girl. Right. So this hippie girl gave me a cigarette. I was sitting there talking to her. I think she's like from Florida or something. And right when during our you know. Mid conversation, the door like smashes open from this bar, and these two Mexican dudes just kind of fall out into the street. One of them's just really wasted, and the other guy was just kind of, you know, standing his ground, but they're both pretty drunk. A fracas? It was a fracas, definitely. And so the one dude, the, the shorter of the two Mexican guys, just looks at the other guy, takes his coat off, and he's like, Puta! Chinga tu madre! And like starts, you know, going off in all these Spanish expletives. Like, I couldn't really Whoa. understand what he was saying. And they had a third guy, another friend, who I think was trying to calm the situation. And so he just put up his dukes. And, and you know, it looked like they're squaring off ready to fight. Wow. And so I was just kind of like, dude, this is awesome. So, uh, you know, we're just kind of watching it. And, dude, it was probably one of the best fights I've seen in, like, two years. Because you know how most fights tend to devolve into wrestling? They're wrestling on the ground, and one guy gets the better of the other guy and just starts beating his head in. Right. You know, on the ground. This was like these. Two, this was like watching a welterweight, like Oscar de la Hoya or something. Like, these two guys were like, there's no wrestling. It was punching. Yeah, Mexican dudes don't wrestle. Dude, they don't fuck around. And it was great. Like, the one dude that was really drunk that took his shirt off that was calling the other guy a puta, he just kind of walks over, and he's swinging punches, and the guy's just kind of dodging him. And then the uh, the taller guy just, like, 
connects with this like three punch combination that would have just knocked me out. And then it was over. No, he like no, that's the best part. Is he hits the guy in the gut and then hits him like twice, like you know, right in the head, knocks the guy to the ground, and then proceeds to like beat in his face with his boot. I mean, there's blood spraying on the parked cars. I mean, so what? But I was gonna say this is kind of a sparsely area of town. It's not like you know, in the middle of a metropolitan area. So. I mean, there were like four of you watching, right? It wasn't like a huge crowd. Or no, no, you guys were kind a, of exclusive, me, exclusive hippie, fight. Me, the hippie, and there's two guys that came from across the street, and we're just kind of watching this fight. And this dude is—I mean, seriously—he was beating this guy's face to a bloody pulp. And so that girl, that that the hippie girl, looks at me and she's like, "Why don't you do something?" <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" She's like, "Why don't you do something?" I'm like, "What do you want me to do?" She's Throw like, a couple kicks yourself. Yeah. She's like, "You should stop it." Why don't I'm you like, mix it up? <laughs> I looked at this. I'm like, Weakling. "Stop it!" Why? I mean, what, what? What really? Like, would you have done anything? What are you going to do? Okay, excuse me, fellows. That's enough. There, fight fair. Come no. on, you go over to the other side. No. What are you, Captain America or something? Yeah, no shit. I'm looking at her. I'm just like, uh, no. I'm actually enjoying myself. Yeah. And so she's like, well, we should go inside. I'm like, you can go inside. And so she ends up going inside. And, she couldn't uh, deal. Well, the, the best part about it is so the dude finally, like, relented and got up, you know, and he, like, let the other guy get up. And the guy is just, his face is just bloody. It's a bloody mess. Then the dude, and, you know, I figured the fight would be done at that point. Then the dude takes his shirt off. It ain't over till it's over. Now, he takes his shirt off. And the one guy's kind of walking away. And he looks at him. He's like, one more time and just charges him and this dude just kind of stepped to the side and delivered the coup de gras it was just like a haymaker punch and that dude was just on the ground out the cops never came huh? cops never came and the funniest part about it is when he connected on that punch everyone in the audience including myself were like oh because i mean the guy just got hit so hard he just fell on the ground and then they just left him there and you just went inside. And I you just went inside. Well, my beer was getting, you know, warm, warm. So yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to just like sit there and let it get warm. And there's a beer. Yeah, that's funny. The, that, the last big fight that I saw was also two Mexican guys. It was down in the mission in San Francisco, though. Uh, uh, those guys are just they, they're brutal. But, I mean, man. Was it a punching fight where they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, they don't. I don't think uh, Mexican guys wrestle when they fight. They're just it's not in their. Uh, I don't know genetic makeup or something or cultural makeup. Although you well, did yeah, point, no, you did do. point out, you did point out, yeah, that they do wrestle when they have masks. Yeah, on. If, if those guys were wearing a mask and they're called like the I don't know Cuba Libre or something, they right. they would be wrestling. But yeah. that's is, a sanctioned thing, though, with pageantry and everything. This we're talking about, you know, that street, only goes on in Tijuana. street brawls. Yeah, this was like a street brawl, and I mean, because you know, usually when like we get into a bar fight or something, it's going to be like wrestling on the ground. And then me running like a woman, screaming. Yeah. But, uh, or just, uh, you know, I'm big on the uh, covering my head and going in the fetal position. Yeah, roll up into a ball. Into a little ball. Usually what I do is nobody I just, can, Nobody can thwart the ball, the <laughs> ball defense. Usually what I do is I just kind of stand there, you know, just kind of freeze up and hoping they'll just go away or just kind of get tired of punching me. And then you wake up, yeah, like two hours later, yeah, covered and, in your own then, vomit and urine. And my beer's all warm. Yeah, and yeah, your beer's yeah. warm. Right. But no, anyways, it was a great fight. Made my weekend. I loved it. And the best part about it is I go in and I tell my girlfriend about it and she's like, you didn't come get me? Nice. Like, yeah, I was just like, God, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> you would have missed it if you would have went to get her. I know. I'm, I'm not going to miss that. And the hippie girl just kind of gave me this, like, stink eye look. And I'm like, whatever, you dirty hippie. Go take a shower. 
So anyways, well, it's Sick and Wrong Podcast 17, and uh, yeah, this is going to be a great show. Um, one thing I wanted to mention to everyone before we get into the articles here is uh, you got to check out the new website. The new and improved website, thank you to uh, Lance Wackerly, courtesy of Lance Wackerly. It's called sickandwrongpodcast.com. So easy to remember now. www.sickandwrongpodcast.com. No more of this crazy web address that me and you, D, can't even remember. Dude, it just rolls off the tongue. It's sickandwrongpodcast.com. The old one still works. It's so professional. Yeah, the old one still works, but uh, it'll just kick you over to the new one. So everybody, uh, you probably should update your bookmarks at one point. uh, And go check it out. But you know what the best part about it is you you upload those new pictures. We have a picture of Tom Cruise with his uh, new kid. Did you get the $8 million for that? No, I, I sent it into all the uh, different publications, AP, Reuters, all of them, and no one gave me any money for it, but I bet you they That's used bullshit. the picture. That's bullshit. Yeah, if you want to go see the picture, go check out sickandwrongpodcast.com. Yeah, before it becomes big. You know, get it while it's hot. And then the, we also put that picture of the uh, the porn rabbi. Right. That the was Jewish sent, sex commando. That was sent into us by a listener. So, uh, yeah. Definitely go check it out. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. I, I, I cleaned it up a little bit because it was a little raw, but I think people will still enjoy it. Yeah, I'm using one of the the uh, Tom Cruise baby pics on the MySpace page, so you can go check it out. The way the show works, so just a quick recap, is... Um, Sick and Wrong is a discussion of, uh, yeah, antisocial behavior. Competition. It's a competition, really. I uh, find the most disgusting article that I consider, you know, of the week. And uh, Lance finds his most disgusting article. We go head-to-head here. The winner gets a case of beer. And the winner is decided by the listening audience. So email us and let us know which article you find personally most uh, repulsive. Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. So uh, did I start last week or did you start last week? You blew me out of the water last week, but it was basically yeah. a forfeit yeah. because I we uh, everybody you were knew it. everybody knew it you was were slaying, happen. dude. That was a good article. Yeah, cannibals. Yeah. You know, cannibals. Yeah, and someone actually wrote in um, a listener sent in an email saying that uh, that story got a perfect ten. Yeah, I remember we were arguing about it. Well, but yeah, he yeah. did eat her though. That was the one thing maybe that would have detracted. Wanted to, but didn't. Yeah, his intentions were there. I mean, we could discuss about what could have been sicker and wronger, and I could think I could come up with some stuff. So I think I gave it like a nine point nine two or something. Yeah, it was close, but it was pretty. uh, You could round that up to a ten. Yeah, if you want to hear that, go check out podcast sixteen. But this is podcast seventeen. Yeah, that's old shit. Yeah, talking about new shit. News. So um, my article for podcast seventeen. So uh, check out this headline. Driver hides body parts after grizzly freeway crash. I guess this happened in Colton, California, which I believe is that somewhere in the middle? Somewhere in the valley. In the valley. The central valley. Yeah, sounds like it. The call came in from a passing motorist that someone had just been struck on the freeway. Death and, on the um, highway. Death on the highway. Police officers arrived shortly after midnight. This is um, this happened this past Friday night. And there they came upon a grisly scene. Body parts were strewn across the breakdown lane and adjacent median, which was sparsely covered in grass and weeds. Stranger still was the fact that all they found were pieces of the person's legs. There's only the extremities, no trunk. No, just, just the, peop- the person's legs. The torso, arms, and head were nowhere to be seen. 
I assume that's one of your primary responsibilities if you're an EM, uh, emergency response medical technician guys. You got to find kind of the key parts. Well, you got to find the yeah, the entire body. But well, here, not the entire body. I mean, they're not going to stay there all day looking for a finger. But there's probably you know the yeah, torso, but you find the head, the torso, the head. The head's you, probably the primary thing you're you supposed need to the find. Head. You know, I just wonder what was going through their mind if they were just like, dude. You know, what the fuck? There's just legs on the ground. Yeah. Well, there are coyotes in the Central Valley, right? Hyenas. Well, there's no hyenas. No. Right. Body <laughs> in your, snatchers. In your, in, your, in your fantasy world, there's some hyenas. <laughs> hyenas. I meant Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so there were, like, body parts strewn across this highway, but they couldn't find the head, arms, or tor- torso. Key parts. So uh, the Sheriff's Department in uh, San Bernardino County sent a helicopter out there to search from the body from above. And uh, Colton Fire Engine arrived with uh, infrared scanners through the same, but still no luck. What about a bloodhound? I thought that's what those were for. Yeah, still yeah. no luck. So they searched for hours, and they, they they still couldn't find anything. But one officer ended up getting lucky. An officer was driving <laughs> on uh, Valley Boulevard. So lucky. When he saw a car pulling out of a parking lot, the windshield had a huge bloody hole in it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's got to give it away. But the best part about it, the guy is still the guy who hit this person was still driving around the car. He was going to go to the car wash tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> With a big ass hole in his windshield? Like, or maybe he was going to hand wash it, I don't know. Well, the officer stopped the driver, Lawrence Chico, 20 years old of Rialto, California, in the lot at a Denny's restaurant on uh, West Valley Boulevard. This is in uh, Colton. Chico's mother was sitting in the passenger seat. Apparently, uh Chico was planning on turning himself in after he, he uh, spoke about what happened to his mother. He immediately cooperated wait, with wait, his... wait, wait, wait. So that implies that he hadn't spoken to his mother about it, but he took her to Denny's with a big bloody hole in his windshield. No, what happened? Ma, 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 I'll, I'll tell you about this hole with the blood and all the gore in the backseat uh, later, but let's just, go to Denny's. Just shut I, up. I need some wounds over my hammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just shut up and sit there, be quiet, we're going to go get steak and eggs, okay? No, I guess uh, Chico immediately cooperated with authorities, led them across the street, and behind a Mexican steakhouse, they found a blue commercial trash bin, and inside was the rest of the woman's body. This, this story's making me hungry. Well, what's kind of funny about it, what's a Mexican steakhouse? Taco Bell? No, you know, carne asada, that sort of thing. Well, that's, that's what I was thinking. You know, they're lucky that they found the torso before she became carne asada <laughs> you never know i mean you never know yeah you never know it could happen okay it could happen i've seen worse i guess because the impact I've eaten worse <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, when you when you head down to the mission you're taking your life into your own hands uh, because the impact with uh, chico's car it split the woman in half i guess uh he explained to police that he was driving about 70 miles per hour east 70 miles per hour east on the freeway and uh, then he just, you know, didn't even see this lady crossing the freeway. Yeah, why what's she doing on the freeway walking around? Police have been unable to determine that. Um, he hit the woman. Her upper body broke through his windshield and landed in the back seat of his 1987 Honda Prelude. <laughs> oh. Aren't those cars? Aren't those cars small? They're pretty small, yeah. Well, dude, he's lucky he didn't get like, you know, clocked by the body. Yeah. I guess um, he panicked and continued to drive to his job at Denny's. He oh, he ch- works at Denny's. He works okay, at Denny's. This okay. is, this, that's why I was getting to this. He's got uh, some bullshit shift manager that's just going to tear him a new one if he doesn't get there. And obviously, you know, and he, it, it just didn't matter. His that better he hit judgment someone. did not prevail. He was thinking like, I'm not going to ha- catch a bunch of shit for my boss again. Well, what's cool about the guy is at least he dumped the body in a trash can and then I uh, went to work. 
So, you know, he's, he's reliable. Hardworking guy. At some point, he telephoned his mother, and uh, she told him that he should turn himself into authorities. He's been arrested on suspicion of felony hit-and-run and, run and uh, vehicular manslaughter. I guess the woman who was killed was uh, not has been unable to be identified, and uh, they said she's about 50 years old. But I was thinking about this. So... Let's say you're driving the highway or driving in the tenderloin or something, and you hit a homeless lady. She flies in your car. What do you do? Well, I'm you not know, going to work. <laughs> you're not going to go to Denny's. <laughs> I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go to Denny's or work. Or if I work at Denny's, I'm not going there. Um, but I mean, are you gonna? Are you gonna dump the body? Because I was thinking about this. It's not like you could just kind of take the body out, leave a note. On the ground. Taped to the forehead? Yeah, just taped to the, the, with the your bloody phone, forehead. With your phone number, call me for insurance information. <laughs> yeah, let's trade insurance information. Or my favorite thing is when I usually, if I, you know, get in a hit and run, you know, in a mall parking lot or something, I'm just like, <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> but, you, but the fact is you left the note. So a passer, you know, driving, looks like passing you wrote, motorist yeah, looks you like something you wrote something. Now, right. So, I mean, he could have done that. You're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, but he could have done that. But the thing is, dude, would you deal with a vehicular manslaughter charge? Or would you just kind of take her out of your car and dump her on the ground and cruise? Well, if but there's the, no one around. But the lesson here is that just cruising, you think you're getting away. But they're going to find you. If there's just if you just let left uh, bodily carnage all over the highway, somebody's going to find out and, and come and try and find you. But my question is purely hypothetical here. What would I do? If you, it's four in the morning, you're driving you know, in the city in the Tenderloin, you hit a homeless crackhead. I'm looking for a hooker or some looking, crack. You're looking for a hooker. <laughs> or some crack. You hit a crackhead. He, you know, he's split in half. Half of them's in your back seat. The other well, half's on the ground. Are you just going to take off? Especially if you're probably, you know, you got a little buzz. But, well, if I'm in the tender and I'm looking for a crack and I hit a crackhead, the first thing I'm going to do is search the parts of the body that came in my car for crack. <laughs> <laughs> but a crackhead usually doesn't have crack on them. Yeah, they smoke, they smoke that shit right away, huh? But you know what? This reminds me of um, a recent a recent case that happened probably a couple of years ago where some younger woman hit a homeless guy, and he was still alive but trapped in her windshield. Do you remember this? And she drove to her house, parked the car in the garage, and just left him there. And Isn't he, that one of the creep sh- the plots of the creep show movies? <laughs> No, this actually happened. Okay. Yeah, this girl was charged oh, no. with the yeah, manslaughter. I remember, remember that. I remember that. And so she left. He lived him. for like a couple. He lived weeks for like or... a couple. I think he lived for like a couple days or yeah. maybe a week. Yeah. And a uh, week. then I think I don't know how she was found out. Someone found out, or someone turned her in, or something like that. Yeah. And they found the car. If we were doing the sick and wrong podcast back then, that would definitely would have made the show. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, this guy like was. I guess she could hear him moaning while she was watching TV in her house. Fucking bitch. But anyways, the, the the fact of the matter is, it, it's just I was thinking about it. It's like it kind of poses an ethical question here. You know, do you dump the do you dump the torso in the in the trash can? I don't know if I would call it an ethical question <laughs> because ethically, there's one thing you're supposed to do. You're supposed to stay there and wait for the cops to come and be like, "This crazy bitch was walking across the highway and I hit her. I didn't expect it." And blah blah blah. But the the question isn't ethical. It's how low can you go? <laughs> How low can you go? I, you know, I honestly think this would ride my conscience, but I, I think even, yeah, I think I would probably end up just waiting for the cops. But it would suck, dude. I mean, wouldn't you be freaked out? By, saying that, by saying that you're losing your sick and wrong credibility, but I, I guess we're not really supposed to be sick and wrong. We're just no, discussing I'm, sick and wrong things. We're discussing what would happen here. And I just don't know if I'd be able to drive away with half a woman in my backseat. It's an important distinction, though. You know what I probably would have done? 
tossed her out of the car and left a note. <laughs> Taped her for it. You can never go wrong with leaving a note. Well, finally, let me um one more thing I want to mention about this uh, story. So they know what happened, but yet reporters want more information. So they decide to interview some of the employees at Denny's. Like what the hell? <laughs> like, they know? What the fuck does she have to say? So um. I guess um, the employees at Denny's had been told not to speak with reporters, <laughs> but yet one worker sitting behind the restaurant with Denny is a stern eyes, taskmaster. <laughs> she was smoking a cigarette on her break. The reporter asked her Sounds question, right. and this is what she said: "I'm the last person you want to speak with." And then she walked back inside. I have nothing to say to you. <laughs> it's just like, why are you interviewing the Denny's employees, anyways? They're working they have, at Denny's. Yeah, they have nothing else to do. Those cops, you know. I, I just don't get it. Well, anyways, on the uh, sick and wrong scale, since the the woman is split in half, and uh, the guy good. the guy threw her in a dumpster. That's a automatic five points or hat. No, sorry, point five points. Yeah, Not you're five. gonna you're gonna. Have, but she was split in half. That's an automatic. I'm saying automatic point five. There were carnage, just carnage strewn across the highway. I'm gonna yeah. have to give this a seven point five. I also like how he involved his mother in this, which is good. Uh, you know what I kind of like is the fact that his mother was sitting in the bloody, you know, the bloody car. With yeah, I him. wonder if so. He was waiting to take his car to get washed the next day, but he didn't. Did he wash out the inside before I he picked up he his mom? I think he was driving to the police station with his mom. Oh, That's what I think yeah. because support. he was planning on uh, turning himself in. But you know what? I wonder. Like, did they put a tarp down? It's kind of like that scene in Pulp Fiction. Remember when he blew the the, the one dude's brains out? Yeah. And uh, Harvey Keitel had to clean the car. A, blank, a quilt. Yeah. That, that's why I wonder, like, did he put a quilt down or is the mom just kind of sitting in the in the brains? In the carnage. <laughs> in the carne asada. <laughs> carnage asada. So I'm going to give it a 7.5. I'll give it a, a 7. A 7? Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's see what you got. You want to hear what I got? Bring it. All right, let's hear this. Lance uh, Wackerly, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this story actually happened a year ago, but like they kind of kept it under wraps for a while there. But uh, the reason it's current is because uh, it just came out in an article in uh, the current issue of the Journal Journal of Neurosurgery, which is something I think I might have to start reading after this week. After the reading Journal the, of Neurosurgery, yeah. After is I hear, it available online? I don't know. I'm gonna have to find that out. But after reading this article, it's something I might have to keep up on. Um, this also happened on the West Coast, but up up north in Oregon, 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 whatever they call it. Um, so uh, people in Michigan pronounce it. Oregon. About a year about a year ago, uh, an Oregon man uh, went to the hospital complaining of a headache. An Oregonian. An Oregonian, uh, unidentified, thirty three year old man uh, was suicidal and high on methamphetamine. This is one of those morality tales. So he's suicidal and high on meth. Hey kids, don't do meth. Yeah, it makes you do this kind of stuff. Although meth is, I've, I've heard that meth is quite popular amongst the kids these days. Yeah, especially on the West Coast. And I yeah. guess it's moving eastward as we speak. It's scary. Uh, so he came in complaining of a headache, um, but he was found to have 12 nails buried in his skull. <laughs> <laughs> the nails were not visible when doctors first examined the man in the emergency room uh, of this hospital. Um, a day later... <laughs> So he went in and said, hey, I, and this is it. Okay, so this, he goes in complaining of a headache. If you go to the emergency room. And you couldn't see the nails? Well, this is another, uh, current, this is another current uh, sign of the times, to quote Prince. Um, 
you know, if you go to the emergency room and you say, I have a headache, they're not going to do shit for you. No. You're going to sit there. You'll, they'll make you fill out like suck 12 different pieces of paper, but you're just going to sit there forever. If you just say, I have a headache, they well, don't give a shit. Unless there's like a spike sticking out of your head But or they something. weren't. So they were, they were, they weren't visible. Okay. Um, so, uh, a day later, doctor, it's gotta kill the buzz. <laughs> even a day later when the doctors examined him, they still didn't see the nails. Um, so, but they were surprised when x-rays revealed that six nails were clustered behind his right eye and ear, two below, two below his right ear and four on the left side of his head. Damn, dude. What the, the, what the fuck? How do you get 12 nails in your head? So the journal, the journal of neurosurgery article, uh. <laughs> Uh, would not say how long the nails were, but there is a picture. Uh, there's an X-ray if you go to read the journal, and it looks like the nails were about one and a half to two inches long each. Wow, we should post that uh, picture on the website. No one, uh, no one before uh, is known to have survived after intentionally firing so many foreign objects into the head, according to the report. Written- so wait, he intentionally did this? Yeah, he was high on meth, suicidal, uh, and decided to take a nail gun and just plow like twelve nails into his head. And then, I don't know if he forgot that he did it, but then he decided, I well, I'm not do dead. Some more speed. Well, no, he probably did more speed. But then he went to the emergency room and said, hey, I have a headache. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he probably took like 10 Excedrin before this. It was like, God, this is a migraine. They also, but, uh, this, this article that I got, it's about a USA Today, doesn't make a whole lot of narrative sense. but Because the, there's another line that says, the man at first told doctors he had a nail gun accident. But later admitted it was a suicide attempt. But they still didn't check for the nails immediately, I guess. But um, what I don't understand is, of all the myriad ways to commit suicide, why would you do 12 nails to the head? High on meth. Dude, a, 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 you know, a, a tweaker with a nail gun is a scary thing. Yeah, for everybody you know? around. A tweaker with a nail gun is just not something I ever want to be around. Um... So the patient was in remarkably good condition when he was transferred to Oregon uh, Oregon Health and Science University in Portland, where the nails were removed. I guess it sounds like about two days later. Uh, the nails came close to major blood vessels in the brain stem, but did not pierce them. So Did it go through his skull? Oh, yeah. They're buried in his head. They couldn't. Do you understand what I'm saying? So he was buried in his... He was in the emergency room, said, I have a headache. None but of the emergency... couldn't see the nails. No, they were deep inside his skull. <laughs> Um, they finally they finally removed the nails at uh, Oregon Health and Science University in Portland. They take them to like a specialist, uh, you know, hospital at a, at a school. Um, the patient after they after they took the nails out, you know, he went through his recuperation. The patient was later transferred to psychiatric care and stayed under court order for nearly a month before leaving against doctor's orders. <laughs> he left. Fuck you guys! I'm out of here. <laughs> He's he probably needed, jonesing. Yeah, he needed some more. Yeah, math. he needs some more speed. Damn, dude. You know the thing is that that bothers me about this article is why do doctors need to save a guy like this? I mean, I guess it's their job. I guess it's Hippocratic their, their duty. Yes, yeah, it's, it's their Hippocratic oath. But at the same time, it's just like he's I mean, going. He you know, left to do more speed. You talk about waste of flesh. <laughs> you know, his life didn't get any better after this, so he's still going to be suicidal. 
Yeah, I, I imagine it. I imagine his life. You know, I, I kind of wish there was a little more background, like what the guy did, a li- you know, for a living. He probably worked at Denny's. Yeah, for some reason they're very they're very keeping uh, the cards close to their chest about they they don't mention what the guy's name is. They don't talk about his uh, history. Maybe you know, maybe if I go and look and find the actual journal article, maybe I can get a little more information. But this is just a USA. Well, Day I, I kind of doubt that he was really a productive member of society. I imagine he worked construction. Yeah, because he had the nail gun. He has gun, access to a nail gun. Which is also another scary notion that uh, a bunch of like tweakers are sitting there building something you yeah, know, with, power uh, tools. with power tools. You know, what's he going to use next, a circular saw? I don't think he's going to make it through that one. I mean, I can understand. I wonder if he went in there saying it was an accident. Did, did he mention that it was like an accident, or was he just like, yeah, I was trying to kill myself, and uh, the best thing I could come up with well, no, was yeah, 12 yeah. nails to the head? There's three stages to this guy's story. He just went in and said he had a headache, which we discussed. Don't, yeah. If you go to the emergency room and say you have a headache, nobody's going to do shit. No. Then he said, oh, I had a nail gun accident. Oh, so he did. He mentioned that he had an accident. At some point, but no, they still didn't. Like check his skull for nails. Yeah, I accidentally slipped and it just fell on my head and yeah. it just kept shooting nails into my head like right. all over. And then they finally found the, all the, the twelve time. nails buried in like deep inside his head. God, dude! Wow, what a what a loss that would have been. I imagine he, he must have like some scraggly like Bob Madigan haircut. <laughs> that's just a, some that's an obscure looking, yeah. that's an obscure inside reference, but uh, D knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, you can't this crack you don't head, see the mutual pe- crackhead that we know. You don't see the pierce marks just because there's just this massive scraggly, dirty. You know never what it probably was? Hair. It was probably a mullet because uh, you know it's he's in Oregon. He's right. a tweaker. It's probably <laughs> this mullet, and it just like you know was buried underneath the mullet. Business in the front, nail scars <laughs> nail, in the back, nail scars in the back. <laughs> Yeah, okay. you know, I, you know, I, I kind of wonder what he was depressed about, but probably his life. Yeah, probably everything. <laughs> probably everything. Well, um, I don't know, man. That's 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 pretty sick. It's pretty wrong. But he didn't die. No, but actually, I want to give it a couple novelty points because he didn't die. Because most of our stories end with a corpse, yeah, or, be- or begin be with a corpse. corpse, or begin with a corpse. But there's no or corpse. Or someone in this eats story. the corpse, or fucks the corpse. Yeah. There's always a corpse, but this there's no corpse in this story, so I'm going to mix it up a little bit with this non-corpse story. Yeah, I give you story. points for originality. Yeah. That's good. I'm, I'm giving gonna, it an eight. I'm not giving it an eight. I'm going to have to give that a seven. This is one of those weeks. It's one of we those weeks. We need the listeners. It's one of those weeks. It's, I think we're going to need the tiebreaker, which is going to be the listeners. So send us your vote, Sick and Wrong Podcast at Hotmail.com. Tell us which article's sicker, the, uh, the guy that you know ripped the lady in half you know, by hitting her on the freeway or the uh, tweaker with nails in his head. I think you described your story with more embellishment than you just described my story, which I feel is a little okay. unfair. The tweaker the who, tweaker tried to commit who suicide. Drove, drove nails into his own head, which stayed there for, you know, weeks on end before doctors actually were able You're to pull them out. You're making him sound like a martyr here, like Jesus or something. All right, Jesus Christ. I don't know. But seriously, people, email in quickly because... When people don't email in, we have to keep this beer fund in an escrow account, and it's really it's harming our finances and our tax uh, situation. And we only have like four beers left, so yeah, we we need to decide this soon. We're in an emergency mode here. Sick and wrong podcast at uh, hotmail dot com. Well, uh, the music's starting, so uh, I think we need to uh, wrap up the show. But um, so we've been getting a lot of listener email. 
on the MySpace page. Someone sent which me is a pretty, great. Yeah, some guy sent me a pretty good article, which I might try to do next week, about some old lady that was tasered to death or something. Youch. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to discuss I'd that like next week. I'd like to know week. why an old lady needed to be tasered to begin with. I Personally, I think all old people need to get tasered you every should, now and then. Yeah, but usually you could just take their walker away and they'll fall down. Or smack them with their cane or something. Or just take their cane we'll away. We'll have to and get they into fall. that with podcast eighteen. Uh, people keep sending in your articles, and uh, yeah, definitely send in your own sick and wrong stories. Sick and wrong podcast at hotmail dot com. But uh, the one thing I want to end the show with here is an educational piece, which I think can help most of our male listeners out there. And female listeners, you can listen with uh, rap curiosity, but it's not really going to pertain to you. This is more for the male listening audience. Um, one thing I've always wondered. And I've always, you know, been kind of intrigued about... Where do babies come from? No, I I, I learned that yesterday. One thing I've always wondered is, how come some men have, like, huge balls? You know, like, how do you... How come some men have elephantitis in the nuts, whereas other guys, like myself, just have a normal package? Like raisins? Yeah. You know, like two little matzo balls. (laughs) But no, I've I've wondered this, and um, I found out a way that you can get huge testicles. Really? So if you want to impress the ladies with a big package, because I know all girls out there love a big package. Yeah, they do. Here's here's a way you can do it. So African tribal men eat cows' menstrual matter to grow large testicles. Ooh. <laughs> Did you know that? Sometimes the cure is just a little too much and you're just not going to do it. <laughs> Scanty nourishment and the permanent lack of uh, microelements and vitamins made people of the Bubal tribe in northern As- Africa ask their only wealth, cows that is, for help. Is this tribe a division of Google? <laughs> no, it's Bubal. <laughs> B-U-B-A-L. Yeah, but I'm saying is it a division? Of, is it one of Google's new developmental areas? <laughs> I-, I think Google categorized them, is so it now like they Go- belong to Google, much <laughs> like everyone does. Okay. I think we all belong to Google. But I don't know if you can... I've Googled like how to get big testicles, and they didn't tell me anything. Mm. But I found this on uh, sensibleerection.com, which a is a great site. website. Great website for... Um, Community blog type yeah, thing. Yeah, very, very educational. So the triber, tribers learn that eating the menstrual matter of cows helps them fight such diseases as scurvy and leukemia, but it also helps them to grow large testicles. Um, the mysterious tribe and their cows roam on the border between Kenya and Somalia. And um, what they do, the the boobles <laughs> believe that licking of the cow's vagina makes would-be warriors strong and courageous. And Italian it scientists... It takes a lot of courage to do that, I'll admit. <laughs> it, it, dude, you got to see the picture of this like little tribal kid. He kinda it's looks quid, like, quid pro quo. Well, he kind of looks like one of those Ethiopian kids. Yeah. Remember that kid in South Park? What was his name? I don't know. I, I forgot what the uh, little Ethiopian kid is, but he's got like you know that big gut that they all do. And he's just like bent over, licking out this cow from behind. It takes a lot of courage. Which I imagine the cow probably enjoys. But Italian scientists recently discovered that the menstrual matter of cows is a source of uh, vitamins such as B6, B12, E, and D. In addition, it makes up for the deficiency of iron, magnesium, and uh, calcium, potassium, that they don't usually get in their, their regular diets. Hormone changes become extremely conspicuous with all males of the African tribe. Their testicles, as they're reaching puberty, grow up to 70 to 80 centimeters in diameter. The miracle of nature happens on account of the untraditional nourishment that tribal individuals practice in their adolescence. So by eating the the menstrual fluid right out of the cows, they get giant nuts. 
Mm. And and what's noteworthy is giant testicles do not exert any negative influence on the reproductive function. Yeah, Although, but it must say, make it a little harder to chase down the female cows. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, you mean walking around with a big sack? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> well, I mean it doesn't it doesn't you know it do, it doesn't detract from the reproductive function, but it does cause other obvious problems such as you know you have to get like really special tailored underwear. Yeah, and, like, pants, pants don't fit anymore. They probably <laughs> gotta, don't wear. They probably don't probably wear. Pants. wear overall. No, yeah, they, they probably have, like, don't like, wear pants. Yeah, that, they, no, seriously, they just let their balls hang. And what's great about it? What I always thought well, the reason. And I was so envious is there's a great picture of like the tribesmen, you know, they, they're kind of sitting on them like a beanbag. Like you don't need to have a chair when you have nuts that big. You can just sit there and just chill on your nuts. Yeah. Or if you kind of want to get around, but you don't feel like walking, you just kind of bounce. <laughs> you kind of hold your dick and you just kind of bounce around. Yeah. Like you're on like one of those little Kango boards or whatever those were. Yeah. But um, I guess tourists from all over the world are ready to pay huge money to take a look at uh, these giant nuts. So um, it's it's helping their society. Tourists should economically. Not, t- tourists should not be paying money to take a look. They should be paying money to take a lick. Take a lick, exactly. You can lick some cows, this magical menstrual fluid, and uh, grow big nuts. So I was just sharing this. With I think the, that's a real oppor- uh, entrepreneurial uh, opportunity for somebody out there to coordinate this vacation program. Dude, I, th- I think it might help. You know, I, I bet you it might help like ghetto children. Somehow that makes sense. You know, it kind of does, dude. I don't know how exactly, but somehow what you just said makes sense. I think it might help I'll like, think the about underprivileged it later. ghetto kids. You know, just lick a cow when it's ragging. I think one of Guy's major problems, though, is that uh, not getting big balls, but counteracting saggy balls, which just happens with age. Oh, the, the, the fact that the balls sag. I think that's the way I would market it, is saying, do you have saggy balls? Would you like your balls to be bigger, fuller? Less the saggy. size of a basketball. Less saggy. <laughs> I have basketballs. Come on our uh, African safari where you will lick the vagina of a cow and, and your balls will swell up to just too big, the, more larger than you even want them. You can walk around proud with your scrotal masterpiece. Right. No, seriously, you can. But anyways, I was sharing that with the uh, listening audience because I know a lot of people out there have been wondering how they can get their balls a little larger. Most people do. Yeah. A little larger to attract. So even, even the ladies, I think, I mean, a lot of ladies are married and they might want their husbands to have a bigger ball. So I think that, I think this story does appeal to the ladies. Well, a lot of guys don't know that women really do love a big sack. I mean, people say it's size matters, but they're not really talking about their dick. They're talking about the sack. Yeah. Girls, <laughs> girls love the big the balls. It's the first, pri- love, it's their primary concern. Yeah. They love a big satchel. They really do. Well, especially one that could just smother them to death. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe we'll be doing a sick and wrong article in the in the future about um, someone smothering their lover to death with a big nut. If your balls make your penis look small, that's an awesome thing. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. And you know, we'll, we'll send you a case of beer. Definitely. Yes. All right, on that note, um, I think we're going to have to get out of here. i got to take a shit. But um, we'll be back next week. It always week. ends this way. Yeah, it always does, dude. I, I don't know what it is. I think this show just kind of gets my bowels moving. Something. We'll stay tuned next week for Podcast 18. Until then, take it sleazy. Do your balls hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Do they something, something, something? Can you tie them in a bow? It's a pretty good song. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye.